Welcome, 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 welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Providence Denise Kelly. May God bless you all. Let me turn this light on. Mm -hmm. Oh, that ain't gonna work. Maybe Mr. Kelly start trying to join twice. Okay. How's everybody doing this uh, <laughs> evening? Good. Thank you. Amen and amen. We're going to get started here in about two minutes. I don't know what's happening there. I got to put my backup on. Oh, shoot. It always makes me that. We're going to wait about one more minute. All right, all right. Say something. I was just saying, all right. I think I got everybody now. <clears throat> oh, and that's that is way too bright. That's bad. All right, then. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over into the hands of the praise and worship leaders. Uh, just for you guys to get your scripture, we are coming 
from 1 Samuel 14, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 23. Read that again. Y'all go ahead. Oh, she says, he says, say it again. Uh, 1 Samuel 14, 1 through 23. We're going to split it up. Okay. Can you hear that? Michonne. Nope. <laughs> I was looking. <laughs> All right. Oh, grace to death, Father Lord. We just want to say thank you, Lord, for this blessed day. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your many blessings that you continue to bestow upon us. And God, thank you, Lord, for being our heavenly Father and sending your son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Lord, we give you praise and honor. Now, Lord, we give a, we say a special blessing, Lord, for all those that are present. And Lord, for those who have a desire to be here but not able to make it, God, we just give you praise and honor. Thank you, Lord, Thank you. for being there for us all week long. And all these things we pray 
asking that you touch our teacher in your precious mm -hmm. son name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. 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 Oh, I'm the only one ain't on mute. Sorry. Amen. Amen. And amen. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Uh, you know, Gary, that's kind of scary. We don't need them notices being pointed out. That 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 paper you got in your head got noticed on the other side. And, you know, we've been trying to be traumatized by this. First time you praise God. You supposed to praise God, God through it. 14. First step. Oh, you writing it on there? <laughs> he writing on the notice. Yeah. <laughs> he said he gonna give the devil notice. That's what we gonna do. Right. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna start out with. We're gonna have uh, Caleb. I hope he got his Bible. We're gonna let him. It's 23 verses. So one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, that's six of us. Look at that. Yep. Even though I can't see Bernard anymore, but he's here. He was. No, oh, this is five. It's six of us with me. So, okay. So about. Four or five, about four verses a piece, and we'll make up the difference at the end. So we're going to have Caleb read verses one through four. We're going to go with Shanetta next. She's going to read five through nine. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Minister Vinoy. He's going to read the next four verses. We're going to uh, give the Montgomery's time to get their voices back. So we're going to go with Minister Kelly after that. And then uh, we're going to close it out with the Montgomery's with the rest of the verses. We're just reading verses 1 through 23. And then after we read those verses, I'll give you the title of the lesson today. Thank you, Lord. Yo, Amy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what? One through four. Please tell me if this is one day. Five. Oh, 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 no. I'm supposed to be in five. I think. Yes. But I think, yeah, this is three. I'm sorry, y'all. What day Jonathan, son of Dallas, said to his young armor called let's go over to the little side of Alphonse on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was saying on the outskirts of David, under a pomegranate tree in Migrant, with him there about, with him were about 600 men, among whom Aiza was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Isabon's brother, and Abitha's son of Phineas, the son of Eli, the Lord's and Shalom. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On the east side of the past, Jonathan intended to cross the Philistine. Outpost was a cliff. One that was called Bozaz and the other Sinai or Sene. Is that the right one? Okay, I'm going to start with number five. Y'all ready? <laughs> okay. Um, one cliff stood to the north toward Mi'kmaq, 
the other to the south toward Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor barrier, come let's go over to the outposts of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can handle, nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor barrier said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on, then we all cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. Amen. Kelly. Uh, it's my Amen. turn? Oh. Yes. Okay. If they say unto us, carry until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go unto them. But if they say thus, come up unto us, then we will go up for the Lord have delivered them into our hand. And this shall be a sign unto us. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes where they had hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said unto his armor bearer, come up after me, for the Lord had delivered them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his oh, armor Wait a barrel. minute, Brother Vinoy, when Vinoy, are you driving? Brother Vinoy was next. We can't hear you. I'm driving up to I'm driving up to a thing right now. So I mean he's right on time actually. Okay, go ahead, Montgomery. Vinoy closes out. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor barrel right behind him. The Philistine fell before Jonathan and his armor barrel followed and killed behind him. In the front, in the first attack, Jonathan and his armor barrel killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and, and field and those in the outpost and raiding parties and the ground shook. It was panic. It was a panic sent by God. Um, NIV version, of course. Um, Saul's lookouts at Gibeah and Benjamin saw the army melting away in all directions. Then Saul said to the men who were with him, muster the forces and see who has left us. When they did, it was Jonathan and his armor bearer who were not there. Saul said to Ahijah, bring the ark of God. At that time, it was with the Israelites. While Saul was talking to the priest, the tumult in the Philistine camp, camp increased tumult mm -hmm. more and more. So Saul said to the priest, withdraw your hand. I think Benoit is going to still be driving, so I'm going to you said to 23, right? Hello? 
You okay? I can't hear you. Okay. She said okay. twenty-three. Okay. Okay. Yep. Then, then Saul and his men assembled and went to the battle. They found the Philistines in total confusion, striking each other with their swords. Those Hebrews who had previously been with the Philistines had gone up with them to their camp, went over to the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelites who had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were on the run, they joined the battle in hot pursuit. So on that day, the Lord saved Israel and the battle moved on beyond Beth Ephraim. We well, can't hear you, Denise. <laughs> I haven't oh. started talking yet, but uh, oh. <laughs> the title the title God gave me today is "Do What's in Your Heart." Mm. Do what's in your heart, and so we see quite a few things that are going on here uh, in the midst of everything. Because, and I know it's a lot of verses, but they all kind of fit together with what God was sharing with me in reference to do what's in your heart. Uh, a lot of times we are always told, you know, you got to do it this way or do it that way. But sometimes you just have to do what's in your heart. When God leads you a particular way, everybody's not going to understand it. Everybody's not going to get on board, but you have to do what's in your heart. Now, of course, we want to do what's in our heart, what God has placed in our heart. But we want to do what's in our heart. So let's start. Looking at verse verse one. So I, the first thing I thought about was when you have somebody on your side that's with you, it's extremely important because a lot of times people will say they're in your corner, but they're not necessarily in your corner. Sometimes they will say, uh, I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll do this with you. I'll do all kinds of things. But guess what? They're not always in your corner. And so it's extremely important to understand and to know who's in your corner so that when God lays a particular thing on your heart, you can do what's in your heart. So we see that Jonathan and his armor bearer, and we know that the armor bearer is a person that protects uh, for, uh, the person that he also carries his armor, actually, and but he's also a protector. He's there for him. He's a confidant. And so he's there with him. He listens to his heart. He understands him even the more. And so for Jonathan to say something and his armor bearer to to, to just fly with him, it, it's really not a surprise. It's really not a surprise because that was the uh, relationship that they had. Do we have some armor bearers in our lives? Do we have some people that we can count on no matter what's going on in our, uh, in our lives? And then we notice that I just feel like Jonathan and the armor bearer, they got tired of waiting. You know, sometimes when you're in battle and you're in war at time and there's a time that you're just sitting back trying to figure out, okay, what the leader's going to do, what they're going to tell us to do, you'll get bored. We did a lot of things sometimes when we went out to battle. Uh, we did some some crazy things, putting things in autoclaves and cooking and all kind of crazy stuff. But anyway, what I'm saying is sometimes you can get bored. But I feel like God had laid it upon Jonathan's heart to do what is in his heart. And so as he began to talk to his armor bearer, he tells his armor bearer, let's go forth. Let's check it out. Let's see what's out there. You know, ain't no use in sitting here waiting. Ain't nothing happening right here. Let's do, let's make something happen. And so as he began to talk to 
So then it talks about how Saul and where he was and how many men it was. But we noticed that it don't take, it's not in the numbers, right? The numbers are uh, don't ma matter with God. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you get too many people, like we see with Gideon, that, that'll mess things up because God wants to get the glory in the situation. And so he began to talk about uh, what's happening. So he talked about Saul and he talked about the priests wearing the ephod and the reason why the priests was wearing the ephod is so they could get ready for battle. They were going to pray for them before they go into battle. And then the interesting thing to me is when he seen that the Philistines were, were decreasing in number, the first thing he said is, somebody done left here. Somebody done ran off and went up in the camp. And so he had to find out who was that that went off and ran up in the camp and took over and began to slaughter the Philistines like that. Because they knew there was something happening and they knew it was happening for their good because the numbers were going down as far as how many people were coming up against them. And so they did a count. Sometimes you can be counted on. And so when you can be counted on, they start looking for you but they didn't even find them. They didn't even know where they were because they were about, like Jesus said, their father's business. Amen. And then it talks about, there's so many different uh, aspects of this that God was sharing with me. First of all, I want to share with you the first thing, the other part that I saw that was extremely important is that he didn't just go up haphazardly. It may seem like that in the beginning, but if you'll notice, when they got close enough to really actually do something, he came up with a plan. He said, before we cross over, or when we cross over, we're going to present ourselves. Okay, let me back up. I got to back up because this part's important too. So uh, there's a part in there where Jonathan says, what if God delivers us? What if God delivers them into our hands? What if? We're sitting here waiting, but really God may already be there waiting on us to move. So we know that there are times in our lives that we're sit, sitting still, but God has required us to move forward in a thing because God's already there waiting for us to come. Amen. And so I thought that was interesting that he said, God might deliver them. So then they came up with the plan and then the plan said, okay, so we're going to present ourselves to them. But obviously, when they presented themselves, I'm sure they weren't close enough for them to hurt them, right? So they presented themselves, and then they said, "If he that the plan is, if we present ourselves and they say this, then we're not going up because we know they're going to attack. But if they say this, then we know God delivered them into our hands. So once you find out God's plan and understand what God is doing in this season, you need to move forward. You need to move forward in what God is teaching you or showing you what to do. The problem is sometimes God will show us things and we don't move. The plan was for them to be victorious. And they were, it was just two of them being victorious. And so my first question to you, besides do us in your heart, is, has there ever been a time has there ever been a time that God asked you to do a particular thing, that he asked you to move on a particular thing at a particular time and you were hesitant to move? That's my question. Anybody? 
Don't all jump at once. I'm drawing you. Show now to kill it. Yeah. I mean, plenty of times. I mean, I just was hesitant because I was still walking in the flesh. But um, oftentimes I learned if I listen to the soft voice instead of that loud one, then more than likely that's the Holy Spirit. And he's already there. He's there before I even make it. So I don't have to try to figure it out. And I can use a prime example if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. What'd you say, bro? What <laughs> y'all say? <laughs> See, okay, well, my prime example was um, I always go back to college because a lot of people go to college when they first get out of school, not me. I went later in life because I had to go when I was ready. And so anyway, God was telling me to go one way. I didn't want to go to the university yet. I wanted to go to the technical college because I thought then I could hear up and get this degree. God said, now you're going to do it my way. And eventually I ended up at the university. So I don't know if that's a great example or not. <laughs> okay, Andre, because it's your example. So go right. ahead. Uh, who who is coming? I seen Vanessa and them come off. So them or uh, y'all go ahead. Me. Yeah, there's been plenty of times where he's asked me to to move, and um, I didn't move out of fear, really. Most of the time when I don't, it's funny, I move, when I don't move, it's out of fear. And sometimes if I'm moving, because that's what God told me to do, I'm also afraid. So fear is a, a big factor, but yeah, I can see times when stuff like that happened. I don't, I, you don't need examples, I guess, but, mm. but yeah. Amen. Or do you need examples? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, every man, every Christian, been put in that position. Hmm. Every Christian experienced that. Uh, even our forefathers experienced it. When God say move, they stood still. When he say go, they wouldn't go. Uh, it took Isaiah a long time to say, Lord, here I am, send me. I go. It took me a long time. You know, I failed, I failed, I failed. Uh, Leandra, uh, what that girl Johnson said, uh, all I ever do is hurt me. And that's all I ever did was hurt me. Didn't nobody else hurt me. I hurted me. You know, I was my worst enemy because God said, do one thing and I've done another. If, if I couldn't see it or feel it, I wouldn't go out there on it. You know, so yes, ma'am. I did. Anybody else before I ask another question? So my second question has to do, uh-oh, I seen Benoit coming out. Well, I thought I was already on. I said, I think we all have, uh, you know, I find myself in a, I don't want to say a financial strain, I guess you could call it that. But the Lord had already told me beforehand uh, to, hey, save your money. But uh, I didn't listen. I was trying to do, you know what I mean? Wasn't being, I got to say being wise about some things, but uh, I was still trying to be giving uh, when he had already kind of 
in essence, let me know there's going to be some lean, lean years coming in. And instead of putting up storing like I should have, I didn't. So and I think we all have, and that's just one instance. So there's times I've gone beyond what he's told me to do. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I think that we all have experienced that, just like you guys said. And I just want to kind of get, you know, get an idea. So my next question is, how do you know when God's speaking? So, there's so many voices. I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking. How do you know it's God when it's when it's time when when the sometimes we don't move because we don't know it's God speaking. So when do, how do you know? Minister Kelly, I'm gonna throw this your way, and then you anybody else can answer after that. Uh, how do you know when it's God speaking? Uh, oftentimes <clears throat> we don't know. Uh, we feel like it, we feel like it's we feel like it's the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Um, but oftentimes I look for a confirmation. Uh, to know that that's God speaking to me because God confirms his word. And when God confirms his word, then, uh, then we, then we, we know, you know, we, we are human beings molding after flesh. And when we hear God confirm his word, uh, it reminds me of the scripture where he says, my sheep know my voice and no other will they follow. So we know there are some things that accommodates God's word that when we begin to see those things, we know, and God begin to confirm those things, we know that that's God. Uh, uh, we, we know God is not grievous. We know God is not burdensome. Uh, we know God is not going to trouble our spirit and trouble our heart uh, 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 like that. You know what I'm saying? So we know those things come from the enemy. So that's what I look for. I look for the confirmation. Anybody else? Amen. All those scriptures that Kelly used were scriptures that God gave uh, for that question you asked. How do we know? Uh, Shanana said earlier that 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 uh, the small steel voice, the sweet, the pleasant voice. Uh, he didn't come in the big wind. He didn't come in the crushing of the rocks. He, he came in that small, calm, still voice. But you know, I looked at God, and I'm not gonna take up much time, but I looked at God and I say, God can crack rocks and, and make us believe when he talked. He can thunder and, and, and tear trees down out the forest and make us understand, but he don't do that. He came like Kelly and Shanana said, in a small, still voice. We just got to believe. We got to walk out in faith. We can't see the big writing on the mountains, on the wall. We just got to walk out and do what the scriptures say do. If it's not scripture, we're not gonna do it. If it's scripture, we're gonna walk. Amen. Sis, if I, do you mind if I clarify on what I was saying? Um, a lot of times what I love about the Lord, he'll put me in isolation. In this process of waiting on my kingdom spouse and becoming this millionaire and open up these 15 businesses that I see 
me and the Lord, we had this thing going on. Okay. Well, in the process of that, he has me while I'm in separation. So what I've learned to do, even with my music going or my TV or all these distractions with all these demonic spirits and things, I've learned to lean more on him. So I building, I'm building that relationship. So I automatically know because my gut is going to tell me that's God. You know, then I know his voice because I could be going to do like the other day. I went to go right. But before I got in my truck, I prayed. God sent me wherever you want me to go. He told me to go left. So I went left, and you won't believe right there was my blessing. So, I mean, you just have to know you that you, it's your own relationship. You need to build that, which I know y'all have it. Amen. Amen. We don't have enough time, but I am about to give this last question. Uh, I see Brother Vinoy came out, so he might want to speak on that last one. Um, before I move on, but I'm going to give the last question so y'all can think about it while Brother Benoit answers either one that he wants. What if you don't have enough faith? How do you move oh. with no faith? You know. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't. Caleb said you don't. Oh. When you move, you may think you don't have faith, but if you move, that is faith in action. Once you, because faith is an action word. A lot of people don't know and understand that, but faith is an action word. So if you're moving, you are, don't mean there's not doubt. You know, uh, but when you move, that that is faith in motion. Oh, but uh, uh, how do I know uh, that he's speaking to me? Uh, into you know the thing that we talk about the intuition type of deal. That is actually your spirit revealing things to you that you would not otherwise know. Uh, don't go down there. Be like, or don't go out today. Those are things that the spirit trying to read. And the more you listen, the more stronger it becomes. Wow. And the telltale sign for me, because the enemy always trying to create doubt, the telltale sign for me is if self is not involved in there, if there's not a selfish desire to do something in there or something that, you know, initially, physically, I, I want to rebel against that, what I'm told to do. And, it, and it's scriptural, of course. It's got to be scriptural. That is a God compelling you or telling you to do something. So, uh, and especially when it's something that's uh, outside of your scope of what you think that you're capable of doing on your own. That's and I also, I learned that faith without works is dead. So when he was talking about that faith is an action word, I truly agree with him on that situation. Amen. Sorry about Cutting y'all running off. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. I can remember the script. I'm sorry, but everybody's skipping, but I'm, I can kind of still hear y'all though. Go ahead. I got an example about faith. So there was this rapper, right, who got mm -hmm. shot seven times. And, you know, and he survived it. They said he was supposed to be paralyzed and couldn't walk. He started walking. He started walking like the second day, 
and they said he wasn't supposed to be able to live. And you know, his supporters and his fans have faith in him. And he um you know, he came out and he's still alive. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have any other comments in reference to do it, do what's in your heart? And obviously we want to do what God had placed in our heart. Any other comments? May I add something? Sis, what I wanted to know is as we walk in this Christian journey, how many of us are taking out the time? I know we busy because it's called life, you know, but how many times do you take out to talk with God so you can establish his voice? I'm not sure if that's a great question. But I was just wondering, because me, myself, personally, if I don't talk with him, I suffer to start walking in the flesh and start talking to people crazy or doing some of my century. So that's the reason why sometimes even when <clears throat> I'm out in public, um, I won't say anything until I say, hey, uh, be blessed. And then I'll get the reaction. It's like I'm the one that's bringing the, 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 the light into the room and people just flock to me. I could be in there singing, oh, God is so good. And for you know it, everybody, ooh, yanny. And you're like, wow. <laughs> you just can't imagine how many people really believe in God. And they know it's him. But anyway, um, amen. Go ahead, Brother Gary Rock. I thought I was singing. No, you didn't see me, Chanel. <laughs> oh, my bad. You can't see me. <laughs> Minister Kelly, did you want to have something? You're off mute. Come oh, on, I bro. I've been off mute for some time, but I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anybody else before we pray out? We got about two minutes. <laughs> I'm just praying that we all come together um, on agreement with whatever notice that is that brother gary has that the lord has already worked it out and if not um he'll find it i mean because i'm telling you god will just drop things into your lap it depends on your faith we can sit here and pray all week but we gonna have to come in agreement with these you know that's you know even with me i had two vehicles to tag up this this month insurance and um all changes and i got a brother that's in jail and i don't even know if he got no money but i'm not tripping that's not my problem. What God told me, they get three free meals a day. And for me to worry about Shana and Kelly, because I got to be legal. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that Amen. Amen. Not, that's, that's not for Gary. That's mine. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I'm just my Because, you know, we all going through something. I just want us to pray and keep each other in carriage. And Amen. I keep hearing you talking about overspending, overspending. That's the reason why I have to lean on God, because I just give all my money away. And that's why he wouldn't bless me until he cleared out all the snakes. Because I don't care if that is your brother, your sister-in-law. That's not your problem. You got to take care of you first. And I'm learning that. It takes time. Now, we want to be God, but they're going to have to learn how to go to God themselves. And it took a long time because I am a giver. That's part of my healing. That's part of my journey here, I believe. I would give away everything I got and walk away and don't know how I'm going to make it. And the Lord would always bring me through. But anyway, I don't want to tell you, ooh, you only got 17 seconds. All right. Are you determined to grow? Amen. May God bless you and keep you, and I'll be praying for you. Amen. Have a Thank good one. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Have a blessed week.
Love you.